GOTV Farcola with Texas AFT. That's a, an online meeting. You have to register. October the 3rd, International Trade Union Day for of Action for Peace. October the 4th at 1230 p.m., Dallas Chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at the AFT Hall. That's Alliance AFT Bishop and Center in Oak Cliff. Everyone is invited. Call Judy, 214-729-0063. October the 7th at noon, there will be a rally at the Texas Capitol in Austin to save our schools. And Lou Luckhart is organizing carpools. October the 7th from 3 to 7 p.m., the Texas AFL-CIO Women's Committee is having something called a paint and sip. And you have to RSVP online for that. That's going to be fun. October the 10th is the last day to register to vote for October the of the November 7th election and October the 13th there'll be a political strike in France I just mentioned that political strike in France because we need one here yes we do tonight the government shuts down oh. unless somebody does something and even the, even their proposals to do something are just kicking the can down the road yes you know, they, they yes it's like well we, okay well we'll just fund this part for a week or a month a, or, yeah Oh, come on. Or two weeks or something. Would you, how long would you be able to do your job if you did that? They're already telling all kinds of government employees, please come to work, but we're not going to pay you. Yeah, you're not going to get paid, but could could you just go ahead and come in anyway? Because yeah. we really need you, you know, like TSA agents. and. That's, that's uh, where you're going to see it the first. Yeah. Yep. Because it's going to mess up all the flights, all yep. the flight schedules. Because those TSA agents, uh, the ones, these are the people that, pat you down and search you for guns and that sort of thing. They uh, they don't make much to begin with. And if they just get told, come to work and we're not going to pay you, they probably they may not. Some of them may. I mean, I, I was listening last night uh, to a commentary. Um, okay, if you live 45 minutes from your job and you have to drive that twice a day, uh how long, with no money to put gas in your vehicle, how long are you going to be able to do your job? Not very long. Exactly. So look out at the airport if you were thinking about uh, booking a flight. Uh, you might want to think twice about that. Another group that is not going to get paid is the soldiers. The military, according to the steel workers, they put a list out of what's going to happen. They say military personnel on active duty, including reserve component personnel on federal active duty, will continue to report for duty and carry out assigned duties without pay. They shouldn't be messing with those guys. They got guns. Right? I mean, so really? The soldiers are going to be expected to, to work for nothing. Uh, a well, lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the, uh, the agencies, some, some of it's been kind of fixed in advance. Like, for example, Social Security checks are still supposed right, to go out. Right. However, if you're just calling for and you need some help calling or something like that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, right. They're probably yeah. not going to be not there. Not going to help you. Because they're, yeah. they're going to be laid off, too. And the staffs of the Congress, people who work for the Congresspersons and all that. You know, like their chief gonna of be, staff. They're going to be furloughed. Well, and but I'm the just... the congressmen are going to get... They, they still get paid. They, the ones the, that cause this mess... Are still going to get a check. Yeah. Why don't... That's just that ain't no justice. so wrong. There ain't no justice. There ain't no justice. 972-647-1893 is the number here. It's mm. supposed to be a talk show. You're supposed to call and talk. 972 647 one eight nine three. Bonnie, what do you think? Is the what are the chances that they actually will oh, shut the government God. down tonight? You know, it just it makes my stomach hurt when I think about it because I, um, you know, it's not just those soldiers who aren't going to get paid. That means their families aren't going to get paid. Right. So if you don't live on base housing. Do you think that your landlord is going to give you a pass because uh -huh. the government shut down? No. I they, don't know. They used to have a little, you had a little protection during the COVID pandemic. Now that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. They kick you so, out as fast as they can. Uh, you know, it, this is this is really bad. I read an article in the paper yesterday, I think, about a man who called, uh, the Dallas Morning News called him because the senior source had supplied him with an air conditioner. Uh -huh. 
the owner of the property decided that that was grounds to evict this person for having an air conditioning for having an air con- well for telling somebody he was a cool. that his air conditioning wasn't working oh. and b for telling the press that his ac wasn't working and the senior source brought him one so they so they evicted the guy for it they made the, the people come back and get the air conditioner that they gave him mm-hmm. she put in a new one which is no she put the old one back in which is still not working mm. and then told him that his money his rent would not be accepted and he needed to move is, out is it our days. patriotic duty to die of the heat i guess because so I, I think that i think that's kind of what they're edging around to telling us yeah you Your know patriotic duty to suffer and die and if you're in prison in texas god bless you mm-hmm and they're, I'm telling you. they won't you, let you have any air conditioning. And they are covering up deaths that are heat related, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Calling them something else. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. he had a heart failure. Oh, mm-hmm. he had uh, whatever. Yeah, it was a heart failure. It was 120 yes, degrees. Yeah, it was 120 cell. degrees in my cell and I couldn't breathe and my heart stopped. Yep. My God, you, why, what is, is it, is this, it really the cruelty is the point? I think it is. And also, just on the shutdown, there's there have been shutdowns before, so some people are, are looking at this as you know just an experience that we've done before. But believe me, this is not the same. Nope. For one thing, we've never had congressmen just come right out and say that they want to do it. Ted they, Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz for among them, uh, Ben yeah. Van Dyne from from uh, or the Irving area. Irving. Yep, yep. They're they're actually saying, you know, it's not going to hurt that much. No, Let's just, just go just, ahead and just do it. Go, go ahead. ahead and do go it. ahead. It's not going to hurt them. It's going to that cost. much. Now their constituents, on the other hand, it's going to cost in the billions in think, taxpayer money. Van Dyne represents the Irving area. I wonder how many people who work for the TSA and and for the government that work at DFW actually live in her district. Yeah, the airport workers. Yeah. And the airport workers have been demonstrating anyway. Absolutely. Because they, they're getting such a bad deal. It's because the, the companies are contracting to a third party and the third party doesn't pay squat. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. making money. And the now. airlines, the airlines are ones raking it in. Yeah. 972-647-1893. And I want to say something about the shutdown, about, about why this one is different. There's, it's not just a matter of a few people being inconvenienced. That it, that's, that is true. A lot of people are going to be inconvenienced. A lot of people are going to suffer. But that's true of all of them. What's different about this one? Well, it's going to be a tremendous strain on the world political and economic system. And don't think that other nations are not watching and listening because the BRICS group, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and 24 new applications, which include Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, they are setting up their own financial system. I heard about that, Jim. And if, if they do, and if they pull it off, if the American dollar gets discredited enough in this, in this maneuver, then it will be at the end of an era because we have lived all our, all our lives since mm-hmm. World War II, mm-hmm. we have lived all our lives in a situation where everybody else had to have dollars mm-hmm. and we were the only one that had them. Yeah. We were the only ones that could print them. So when we got a little behind or something, we just print a little, print a few more bonds yeah. And, and our bonds became the most, uh, the most safest investment in Treasury the world bonds. because mm-hmm. we could always print some more of them right. and people would have to buy them because they had to have dollars. That may not be true after this particular crisis. That may be, it's possible that this will be the end of the United States domination of uh, political and economic, uh, the world politically and economically. Believe it or not, I'm not seeing that anywhere else. It's just coming from me. So maybe I'm just completely wrong. Call and tell us if I'm wrong. 972-647-1893. But the, the, the real gas about all this is they don't care. 
There's there are some there's only about thirty Republicans in the House that are actually doing this. Yes, yes. Uh, the rest of the, the Republicans the, in the House and and even in the Senate, they're ready to yeah. to pass something. It's and, the Freedom uh, Caucus. Do y'all feel free yet? <laughs> That's Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and, and people that are Lauren certi- Lauren Bobert, who is really a friggin' people that are certifiable, certifiably crazy. <sighs> I mean, and, this step, Lauren Bobert—it's crazy. They have the rest of us by uh, by our private parts. Yes, and uh, and they are ex- exercising their insanity on the rest of us. <laughs> on the rest of and us. it is it is uh, <laughs> it has worldwide repercussions. Yeah. And they don't get it. I don't think they get it. I think some of those people in the so-called Freedom Caucus mm-hmm. just don't get it. I don't think. That they understand. I, I think they do. They just don't care. Well, but, well, why are they backing the man who thinks he that George Bush started World War II? <laughs> Holy crap! And that he he's that he's convinced himself that he ran against President Obama and won. Did he? I'm like, oh my God, my head hurts. Lord, <laughs> help us. What are we doing? You think the world's gone insane? Well, the, the, there's a, there seems to be a pretty good portion that have kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person to whom you are referring has a lot of support. Oh, my, well, I guess. Is that what you call it? No, it almost seems like... All of the... All of the uh, the other Republicans have, a, have these debates, and they're all debating on who gets to be number two. Oh they're God. not even trying to get the presidential nomination. They're trying to get a vice president or get a cabinet appointment or something like that. And I can't that, think— That's why they won't run against oh. Donald Trump. I can't think of one of them that I would want in any position of power. Mm-hmm. That well. Vivek, Vivek Swas, VK, whatever, uh, VS— Vivek Saswami, I don't even know. This is he the, uh, is he is like a total friggin' fascist. My God! And speaking of fascism, speaking of fascism, that would be that would be a, a great historical turn if the United States uh, actually had uh, embraced a fascist government. That would be uh, much much worse than what Germany did in uh, 1931. 972-647. One eight nine three. Are we over overstating it? Are we saying things are much more dire than they really are? Well, you've got a point. You can you can call and make your point. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Meantime, I found some good news. You did? Yes, I thank God. It. You know, for a while we were known as the darkest radio. The hour, darkest hour, hour on radio. radio. Mm-hmm. That was us, the darkest that, hour that's on earth. Because we ne- never had any good news. No, no good news. Now he says he found some. So if you find some, my God, talk about it. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, there's a lot of good news. But this this was particularly good, I thought, because we worry about fast food workers. Yeah. They don't make much money, $2.62 an hour. No, that's they don't get totally. much tips. And, uh, and, uh, and they work in pretty much miserable conditions. Well, fast food workers are actually, they have to make a minimum wage, which is seven twenty-five. If you're a waiter. Tables? No, now that's not fast food. If oh, it's counter service, then they make a minimum uh, wage, oh, seven twenty-five and up. Now, oh, if you're working as a- I bet a, that makes them really happy. Oh yeah, they get right. get to make 725. <laughs> and, and they most generally do not get tips. If they're no. in a place where there's counter service. Right. If people go there because they don't have a lot of money to begin with. Well, yeah. well anyway, the California fast food workers, that's in, not in Texas, of it's in California. Of the course. fast food workers have, a, have now established a council with 550,000 members, and they just won a $20 minimum wage throughout the state of California. Oh my God, that's fabulous. Isn't that something? That's absolutely incredible. And credit goes to the Service Employees International SEIU, Union. woohoo! SEIU is also behind 
organizing Starbucks locally, mm-hmm. and they're and they're having a lot of success in this area. They organized the janitors in mm-hmm. Houston a few, quite a few years ago. Yeah, they organized the janitors in Los Angeles. That That's was, right. There's a movie about that. There's about to be. A, uh, it looks like there may be a big strike in Las Vegas. Yeah, the culinary workers. <laughs> yeah, which is everybody. Well, it's sixty thousand of them. Yeah. And uh, they voted. Uh, they voted strike authorization. Mm-hmm. Here's another really, really good news. The riders have a deal. Yay! They haven't voted on Yay. it yet. I don't think they've uh, agreed to it yet. But from what the riders' union, it's WGA, Riders Guild of riders, America. Riders Guild of America. What they're saying is that they have dealt with artificial intelligence and they have won. Okay. We have seen the enemy and we have won. Okay. So was, what? No, we have seen the enemy and he is ours. So anyway, he is us. Uh, <laughs> uh, so SAG-AFTRA, they don't—they're still talking, right? Yeah, but SAG-AFTRA, um, they might be able to follow some of the, of the uh, things that were decided for the writers. That's good because they're That's closely good. associated, right? Because well, they're sure. both in the entertainment industry. Well, if you don't have writers, we're going to have to take a break. We don't have writers. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> KNON's second annual Funky Flea Market is Sunday, October 22nd at Poor David's Pub. We are accepting donations of CDs, vinyl, old concert shirts, music memorabilia, sports memorabilia, and more. Make some space in your home and help out a great cause and your radio station at the same time. Donate your stuff at our studios, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., or contact Jesse at 214-828-9500, extension 227. For more info or to get a vendor space to unload your stuff, go to KNON.org. This is a KNON benefit event. Programming on KNON is sponsored in part by South Dallas Smiles. Located in Dallas near Fair Park, South Dallas Smiles offers general dentistry for both children and adults. South Dallas Smiles offers Invisalign Ortho. South Dallas Smiles is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5, Fridays, 8 to noon, and on Saturdays, 7.30 to noon. The address is 4432 Malcolm X Boulevard in Dallas. The phone number is 214-565-4330. South Dallas Smiles, the offices of Dr. Demetra Jones. Big Thought empowers marginalized youth, providing essential tools and bridging the opportunity gap. They nurture creativity, partner with career givers, and promote college and career readiness. By engaging with the community, they create a support network for all and discover educational workshops, arts initiatives, mentorship programs, and community engagement activities. Learn more at bigthought.org. All right, we are back on the air. We have callers. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. And thanks okay. for waiting. <laughs> they didn't. Good wait. morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Yes. Good morning, Bonnie and Gene. Good morning. <laughs> Gene, you were saying you were just just a minute ago. You were saying about the uh, are we in dire straits? Uh, what not of fascism? I, I think you're absolutely right. I think we are. Uh-huh. I absolutely think we are. And we're you know, and and a lot of us that just walk around like it's you know we listen to all the Republicans are you know they they they're crazy. They can't do nothing. What? <laughs> they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing it right here. In here in Texas, are you guy? Are you the guy in San Francisco? No, he's not. That's not. No. No, no. I'm here. I'm, I'm from here. From Texas. Here. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised. Yes. Okay. But it's already a fascist state here. Yeah, right. Well, then, then you followed probably the Paxton case, where they just threw the oh. uh, the whole idea of the rule of law out the window, and just said well, we don't well, we don't need no stinking laws in Texas. <laughs> We don't need no laws, but mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, it's just like Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, they, he wants, exactly. He wants to. They want to throw out his case. Yeah, of, right. You know, a federal indictment. He's at. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 I tell you the truth, they don't hurry up and and have have that trial. You know, they they may do it. Yeah, right. well, you know, and don't forget, don't forget the Supreme Court too. Right. You know, there was some some good news out of Georgia. Uh, Cheesebro and Powell. Uh, look like they're about to flip. They're going to oh. flip on Trump. Oh, they're not going to support Trump. <laughs> right. It sounds like Cheeseboro 
and Powell, Sidney Powell, and I can't think of the guy's first name. Cheeseboro is his last name. I know who you're talking about. Okay, they, it, it looks like they may flip on Oh, Trump. they're going to turn him in at the They're just the going to, yeah, because they don't want to go to trial on what they know. So they're yep. just going to go ahead and tell everything that they know to the DA and let let the chips fall where they may. And they well, get... Let's, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope he, get, let's hope he actually gets convicted. You know, uh, we've got we got a Congress there that, you know, Jim Jordan, all his little pounds, so <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're trying to put their two cents in. They, they, they're trying to find one way, little loophole to get in there to dismiss this case. Oh, yeah. Okay, you better wind it up. We got people waiting. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right, we got some more smart people. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Okay. Uh, they got tired of waiting. Good morning. Thanks for yes. calling. Uh, Sandra Crenshaw, please. Yes, go ahead, Sandra. Oh yes, uh, I would like to ask, um, what is y'all's read on the Democratic Party asking for a recall? And could you explain to me what is the difference between a Republican and a Democrat as far as uh, conservativeness goes? Okay. Okay. Let me I'll just clear. Let me just clear up one thing. The Democrats are asking for him to resign. The Democrats do not have a recall petition, okay? Mm -hmm. There may be some out there, but it does not belong to the Dallas County Democrats. That's that guy that that was clearly corrupt. Uh, Who's that? Is that who we're talking about? The guy in the Senate. No, this is Eric Johnson she's talking talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Eric Johnson uh, was known as a Democrat well, when sorta. he was a state rep. Sort of. And uh, then he got elected mayor. And then the first thing he did was take a big handout from some big law company. Yeah. Lord and uh, Locke. And then, Locke uh, and Lord. And then now he's admitted that he's a Republican. Yep. So, he spent his entire last uh, legislative session representing HD 100 here in Dallas, meeting with folks in Highland Park, Preston Hollow, and uh, Unibor- University Park. Mm-hmm. That was that. That was he missed almost all of the votes in that legislative session because he was in Dallas raising money to become the mayor. I see. And he was raising money with Republicans, folks, mm-hmm. not with Democrats. Who swore him in? John mm-hmm. Cornyn. Okay. Was there ever really any doubt? Come on. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh, we don't. We're not. We're not glad to see that the mayor that got elected in Dallas and ran unopposed in the last election mm-hmm. uh, now has changed parties. I didn't vote for him the first time, nor did I vote for him the second now, time. Bonnie, I Bonnie just, raised the question a while I ago of, of right uh, a lack of democracy in the United States. <sighs> no less a person than the president, Biden, has said this quote. There's something dangerous happening in America now. That's right. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. That's exactly right. We should all remember democracies don't have to die at the end of a rifle. They can die when people are silent, when they fail to stand up or condemn the threats to democracy. That's uh, from President Biden. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that speech was absolutely riveting Mm -hmm. and brilliantly given. Uh, we have we we have an opportunity as citizens of the United States to save our democracy. Well, it's up to us. It's up to us because democracy is not a spectator sport. You it, can't stand on the sidelines and see what's happening. You be, have to you have to participate. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. You on good the morning, air? Dean. Hi. This is Elva Roy. Hi, Elva. And I have a, I have a couple of pieces of good news to add to yours. Yay! Yes, two superstars are now getting involved with this 2024 election. Uh-huh. The first being Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and the second one is LeBron James. Yeah, my wife wants yeah. LeBron James to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think, actually, I would say uh, 2028, I would totally 
I would totally vote for that. <laughs> okay. Because I don't think he's old enough yet. What do you think, Elva? Well, they have such huge followings yes. that I think they could really influence, especially Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, influence yes. the young voters to get registered. That's what I, she's been. I read really somewhere that uh, Travis, what's her name, Swift? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. She she said something mm-hmm. or another, and 30,000 people registered to vote. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. She, I, I love that. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was the Arlington GM plant. I've been seeing that they're investing $500 million to upgrade the plant, and I'm guessing that that's bringing in more robotics and mm-hmm. more automated equipment. Sure. They, and they uh, say they're not going to lay anybody off. They say, they say, we're going to put all this money in the equipment, but we're not, not going to lay anybody off. It's okay. <laughs> Liars. Yeah, they, they brag that they've invested $31 billion in the USA, which is good. You know, they must mm-hmm. have brought some manufacturing back and some battery plants and some everything. But the plant here in Arlington, you know, all they make is is internal combustion engines, yep. no yeah. EVs or anything. And it's always the gas guzzlers. It's mm-hmm. the biggest of all, all of the different lines. Yeah. You know, all the brands. And I, I wonder about the future of this plant, you know, if I, I kept hoping that maybe some of the $500 million was going to convert, you know, some of the plant to making EVs or something, but apparently that's not the case. No, they're still selling those big SUVs like hotcakes. I was at the fair yesterday. I know. Bunch of them. I saw something on TV that said either 50 or 60 percent of all sales of are either trucks or the SUVs. Large SUVs. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybe ones that are. That sounds right. Because it's like the, the Denali is a big one. The Suburban. Uh, the Tahoe's. Yeah. Uh, the Suburban is freaking enormous. <laughs> it's enormous. You, you don't notice until you try to park next to one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and we went to one of my union buddies. He has a, a large family. And they traded in their pickup truck for uh, a big uh, Denali. The big, it's three seats. And uh, what a cool car. I mean, because he's got kids that are involved in soccer and, you know, different stuff. So you can haul their stuff around, haul the kids around. But, man, that thing is nice. Really, really nothing like the old crappy Suburban my granddad had. <laughs> it's a luxury well, I like vehicle. Little, I like my little Korean car. Well, yeah. that's okay. You know, there, there you go. That's that's a big yep. plus. Well, okay. I appreciate appreciate you updating us on the General Motors plant. Yes, uh, they are not on strike. By the way, people keep asking me if the, I know I if the big plant and going to go down there mm-hmm. and join the picket line. Like well, they want you at the picket line this afternoon at five. That's at Carrollton, though, at twenty five oh five East Beltline. And that's uh, that's local twenty three sixty, at Stellantis. Mm-hmm. They make they uh, parts distribution center, and oh, I thought they called. They, I thought oh, they just weren't doing any more against Stellantis. In this they, particular they round, they called a new round okay. yesterday against General Motors and against Ford, mm-hmm. but it's only seven thousand yeah. more workers, yeah. and uh, they did not hit Stellantis this particular time. Now, getting back to the one in Arlington. I understand, and I've been told several times, that it is the most lucrative plant. It (laughs) makes the most money that General Motors makes anywhere. So when that one shuts down, that's when the rubber hits the road. That's when, look out, everybody. Yeah, because, you you know, it's fair season all over the country. Mm -hmm. And every single fair has got new car exhibits. Uh, and when people get, you know, they get done with the fair, they go to buy that new car and they're not able to get it because these plants are on strike. There's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> the you companies. Know, it's interesting that the, at the bottom of this press release, the headline says General Motors announces $500 million plus investment in Arlington Assembly for future. Then it goes, you know, about SUVs and all this 
quote from the CEO and blah, blah. But at the very bottom, the last paragraph says, General Motors is a global company focused on advancing an all-electric future <laughs> yeah. that is inclusive and accessible to all. Wow. Well, Give us a, Elva, I know you're an expert on uh, retiree rights. In fact, you sit mm-hmm. on several boards for retirees here in North Texas. So right. what, what's all of this, uh, what does all this strike shut down and uh, government shut down and, and the auto strike and the SAG after strike, what does all that have to do with retirees? Can you tell us? That I don't know. I, you know, I think that, you know, people's pensions will still, I don't know about federal retirees, but uh-huh. I know Social Security, you already said that earlier this morning, too. We know that Social affected right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, pensions, private pensions anyway, will continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume the, government the pensions will. Part of all, all of those, uh, auto, all of those contract negotiations include pensions. Yep. The auto workers, most of them lost their pensions during the time yep. when they were doing all these giveaways. Yeah, when they gave it all back. back. Yeah. They're trying to get their pensions back. And I've tried, right. I've explained that to a lot of people that, that said, well, I don't understand why they're asking for 40%. They're just asking to get back to zero. Back to where they were. They were there back in 2008. They gave up all that yeah. money. So and get the same percentage that the highest executive. Exactly. And now you got GM's president bragging that she makes $29 million a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's only like $3 million a year of salary. And then the rest is in, you know, stocks. Some, some I just found. Yeah, some I just found in my sock drawer. <laughs> we got we got to move on, Elva. People Thank you so much, Elva. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNWN. Thanks for waiting. Hello. You're on, you're on the air. Yes, could you please repeat at what time the picket line in Carrollton is? Okay. I thought they were doing it 24 hours a day, and then they are about 5 o'clock. They are. They are picketing 24-7 in Carrollton. Now, the Roanoke picketers are only picketing during the daylight hours. That's at 301 Freedom Drive in Roanoke. And that's local uh, 816 for General Motors. But the Stellantis strikers in Carrollton are closer to Dallas, and they are at 2505 East Beltline, and they're picketing 24-7. So they want you anytime, and they probably prefer you to come at night because it's harder to get people out there. Uh, There's a big six-lane highway in front of that picketing place, and lots of people go by and honk. And, but uh, the reason I mentioned 5 o'clock is because the young active labor leaders, they call themselves y'all, young active labor leaders, have said that they're going to have a meetup there at 5 o'clock, which means they're going to have some fun. Yep. Uh, so it's better. It's more fun. I mean, I, probably uh, the best time to go is whenever you can. Yeah. Because they need you any time. But the most fun time to go is when everybody else is going. That's right. That's <laughs> and that's right. at 5 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Okay, we have another caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, Gene and Bonnie, I got a uh, question for the future. And that question is, uh, what decade in the future do you think the auto worker will be part of history no longer needed you know like the stagecoach driver or the blacksmith or so many uh-huh. other trades yeah. that has been advanced by uh when technology. they just replaced us all yeah yeah what, uh-huh. de- what decade do you think that might happen uh i've already i've already written uh, i've written four of four science fiction novels about it and posted them online at lilyscola.us in uh, in in that in all of that, as soon as they get freed of the profit system, then uh, they then we can start working on just quitting working, because because uh, because productivity just keeps going up and gets better and better. The unfortunate thing is that it doesn't benefit us; it only benefits the rich people. So if productivity started benefiting everybody, then everybody would be trying to raise productivity, and then we would we would begin get to the point where, as you said, we will be will be uh, watched over 
by benevolent machines. And oh. What do you think? What's your What's your answer to the question? Well, what decade do you think that might happen? <laughs> next Next decade. In this next decade, do you yeah. think that might happen? Yeah, in the thirties. I'm hoping to see okay. it, but it's not going to well, happen as long as we're under the profit system, because uh, every time they get they every time they get more machinery or something, they just take the money. Yeah, you know, and they just lay people off. That it, it it's it's not making things better for the people. Right. You know, and I had an a light bulb came on earlier in your show in my head, because I've been trying to figure out for a while. You know, I, I, we have this two-headed snake party, which really neither party really, really, right. really works for the people. But you know, it all comes down to individuals uh, making a vote or whatever. It doesn't. It's not really the party you're affiliated. It's that I, this person, is going to make this decision. And I realize that why. Kind of, I, that's just my opinion about way the America's going. Because the rich people in the world, no matter where you live, that profit from uh, extracting or uh, taking from the earth mm -hmm. in whatever manner, the real, the last country or organized uh, social structure that has any kind of control, partial control, on just complete uh, lawlessness is America because it has some regulations on the function of business. Mm -hmm. So I just realized earlier in your show that that's what the wealthy people around the world are focusing on is the destruction of America's social structure so the world will be theirs completely. So the end of democracy altogether. I think you're right. Thanks for calling. We got to run because we got a break. We'll be right back. Blue Monday. Monday. I hate Blue Monday. You got to work like a slave all day. Here comes Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay, first time, first time that song was ever sung in three different keys. <laughs> All at once. All at once. And only one of them An was right. Another first. For another first for the workers' meet. Yeah. Speaking of firsts, what about the president, Bonnie? What were you saying about the president? Oh, my God. He actually walked the picket line and spoke to the members with a bullhorn. I was just... I had goosebumps. It was so cool. So mm -hmm. cool. That has never happened, ever. Yep. He is the first president to ever walk a picket line. We've had plenty of we've had plenty of presidents that called out the police to shoot us or to beat us up. Yeah. Or called out the National Guard yeah. to keep us from integrating a school yeah. or called out the army Oof. to put down a strike. But we've never had a president get on the picket line with us that made me so happy it made me it was it was, it was very cool very cool i watched it like three or four times watched his speech when he was walking back and forth and uh -huh. talking on the with the bullhorn oh very Here, cool here's the quote of the week as far as i'm concerned now, there's a lot of good quotes but this one i think is the best one this came from sean fain the president of the uh, auto workers union he said quote our strategy is working and when you think about it, it is working it because is. more and more people like you and me are getting out there and joining those picket lines. And talking about it. So That's it's not right. just a matter of going on right. strike. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling k and Win. Oh, okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling k and Win. Ah, uh, yes, I just wanted to speak. Okay, go ahead. You're yeah. on the air, sweetie. Okay, uh, how y'all doing? Y'all having a good show. Uh, I wanted to comment on something that I heard uh, y'all mention earlier when y'all was talking about the government shutdown. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm wondering, this is just me wondering, uh, with the government shutting down, you know, Trump thought that was going to stop uh, the investigation or the trials that's <laughs> coming up against him, especially with January 6th. Now, some of the people in that caucus that wants the government to shut down, uh, they were implemented in the January uh, 
fix yeah. the committee, you know, that how they, mm-hmm. I wonder, do they want to shut the government down because they got some, you know, huh. they got some dirt in the game. Hadn't thought of that. Oh, I think you are a 100% on point. Maybe they think uh, Maybe they think their trial will be delayed. Yeah, they think, they. Uh, you know, these guys are, so, oh, if you look at, take a look at, at Jasmine Crockett's speech on Thursday on the House floor. I think she actually, right, she I was in, in a committee. She, that, she said it. She said it all. These people are, they're traitors. They're they're traitors to the United States. There's trade. They're traitors to their oath. Uh, and they should go to know, jail. They should some go to even, jail. Some even some even some of them even gave. Uh, I, I, in the military, they call it a reconnaissance. But uh, they Rec- gave a tour to some of the January six people before they came down there yeah. and mm-hmm. tore up the capital. That's mm-hmm. right, Paul Gosar. Had a had a little entourage with their cameras out, and he took them through all down through the tunnels mm-hmm. to show how they could get in and take over. Uh-huh. Those right. people they should be prosecuted. Right, they knew where everybody office is and everything. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that, but uh, thank you for taking my call. Thank you, brother. You are right on target. We right on target. We have such smart listeners. We do have smart. Give listeners. out the number. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. That is the number. In Here's the what studio. the Associated Press said about the shutdown: "Quote, the hard right House Republicans are being egged on by Donald Trump." Uh-huh. End quote. Uh-huh. So that and that was in the morning news. That's it. Not, I not mean, something this, I made up. He's uh, he's he's tell he is telling them you need to shut down the government. Yep, that's right. And uh, he's and not in office, and these guys are they're blind, deaf, dumb. Well, dumb goes without saying. They mm-hmm. really have to be kind of dumb to be following mm-hmm. Donald Trump. You know, you don't have to be a racist to follow Donald Trump, but most racists follow Donald Trump. Do follow Donald Trump. So uh, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, this all goes back to Reagan. He's the one that started courting oh. the racists into the Democrat, into the Republican Party. And isn't it amazing? He didn't know they were going to take over, right? Because he was at one time he was out walking the picket line with the, on the with actor SAG. strike uh-huh. with SAG. Yeah, uh, he was the president of Screen Actors Guild. At, yeah, but he was also an informant for the yes. FBI. Yes, at he that was. Time. A, he was an Sean Fain is getting to be the most popular guy I in the world. I love that guy. And uh, I'm starting to save up quotes. Here's one. Quote, we fight for the good of the entire working class and the poor. I like that one. I like that one a lot. We're just not trying to get something for ourselves. We're trying to get something for everybody. And here's another thing he said. This is is a a history-making quote, I think. He said, quote, we're going to wreck their economy because it only works for the billionaire class. That's Sean Fain. That's that's he, so true. If he true. had said that ten years ago, he'd have been red baited to death. Oh he'd yeah, been, he'd but been red baited out of the union movement. Uh, but now he is the union movement. And, it, he, and besides, and it's true. He and Sean O'Brien over the, with the Teamsters. Oh my God, I love mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. I love them. They are finally standing up and saying what their members have been saying for years. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive, and that's why I am so proud of my national president, Claude Cummings, because he's been saying all this stuff for a very long time. And he's putting out stuff showing that the CWA is going out to support the UAW. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And let's remember, CWA has already endorsed Joe Biden for mm-hmm. re-election. And UAW has And UAW has not. Mm-hmm. And, and I, he has to earn it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that, in my opinion, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see him or his attorneys or negotiators being involved anymore at the table. Mm-hmm. That's between the workers and the company. The government mm-hmm. does not have any place at that bargaining table. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion. Let me tell you why I'm always talking about the young active labor leaders. Y'all. Because they're leading us. They're leading our solidarity efforts. Thank God. Last last Sunday, the third day of the auto workers' strike in North Texas, they met at Starbucks because they're supporting the Starbucks uh, initiatives. They had about 45 people, and then they all went. 
together oh, over did, to the picket lines in Carrollton. Oh, that's so cool. And all these young people showing up like that, that's that's very encouraging yes. to the two or three people that are standing on the picket line. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, I'm helping I'm helping them as much as I can because solidarity is what's going to win for us. That's right. None of these unions is going to be able to do any more than they could have done 10 years ago by going on strike or anything or by any uh, any kind of action that they might take, concerted action that they might take. The difference today is that the rest of us are with them. That's right. The rest That's of right. us are going with them. As Sean Fain says, the world is watching and the people are on our side. Yes, that's exactly right. And you mentioned that there's going to be a political strike in France mm -hmm. this month or, or next that, month in October. I brought that up because we need one here. I know. So what is the, tell, kind of explain to people what what is a political strike? You know, a political strike is not a strike against a company or a corporation or a boss. And it doesn't have anything to do with raising your wages or anything necessarily. It means that you're trying to get something changed in the government. And that's what, if anybody ever needed something changed in the government, it's we us. Do. We it's do. us. Save us. Save us, please. Teach us. Teach us. Well, Pierre's, so, Pierre's a Frenchman. Yes, Pierre, he is. Can you, Pierre's running this, we're running the board here at KNON. So, Pierre, can you tell us how to have a political strike? Police, I think Pierre should be leading, <laughs> leading the the, right on. the local yeah. labor movement. That's right. Because he's a Frenchman. Vive la France. Yeah. yeah. Lafayette, we are here. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for instructions. Now, last, last month, last week, we talked and talked about the, the terrible situation that the United States is in. And I think we came up with the best solution that you could possibly remember. This is what we decided at last week, if you'll remember. Okay. Let's ask Sean Fain what to do. No kidding. Because Sean Fain is apparently a master of tactics and uh, knows how to fight and knows who to fight for and is doing everything right. Well, Sean O'Brien from, from the Teamsters. He's very good, too. He's very good, too. I think we need to all get together with, with those two. Mm -hmm. And, well, let's wait until Sean's done with this little thing he's got going on. Okay. Uh, he's... Or what's it, Sean Fain? That's it. I kind of, those names, you know, they're both seem very Irish. Yeah, they Sean are. Sean O'Brien and Sean Fain. They both sound Irish. Very to me. Irish to me. Do the Irish have a political strikes? I, I know the French do. Well, I know that they had issues in the past. The Irish, yeah, are, the Irish, the Irish kind of famous for shooting people. Well, you know, there was that one I don't think time. We're, ready. we're not ready for that. <laughs> There was that one time. We're not, we're not calling for any kind of violence. <laughs> no. But we are calling for concerted action. We're saying the more of us that get together, the more likely we are to solve our problems. That's and that applies because. to the shut the government shutdown as well as everything else. I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, get with the labor movement. If you're young enough, if you're under 40, you can join the Young Active Labor Leaders. If you're over 40, you can join the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans or one of the other constituency groups that's around labor. You don't have to have a union job. You can be part of the union movement mm -hmm. without without having a union job. I think and I've you been... You might get a union job right? out of it, too. I think I've been a member of Terra since I was... In my fifties, yeah. I'm were, pretty sure. You were one of our first members, and you were you were also the first one to ever make a recurring donation. I didn't even know we could do that, <laughs> and suddenly we started getting this ten dollars a month from somebody named Bonnie Mathias. And, Surprise! Uh, so then I started asking everybody, "Well, how about yeah. a recurring donation?" And it's worked, right? Yeah, and you can do that for KNON too. When That's you right. You donate sure to can. KNON. You can you can give them five or ten or fifteen dollars a, a month. A minimum of five dollars a month, and you can decide when you want it to come out, and you can do it on your phone, yeah. or you can do it online at KNON.org. Both Bonnie and I do it that way. That's right. Okay. So easy peasy. 900,000 Texans have lost Medicaid. Oh, and it was through some kind of a mistake. Is uh, that what I read? Well, Somebody happened, made a boo-boo? What happened was that the, uh, the the stuff from the pandemic ran out. Oh. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, hi, Gene. This is Francine Lee running for Congress. Hi. And, uh, yeah, you are so right. Anybody You're running for Congress in, in what district? District 24. Oh, I see. Okay. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that where uh, Miss Van Dyne is? Yes, it is. It is. Well, uh, I understand I, she wants to have a government shutdown. Have you seen that? 
I've seen it. That is ridiculous. Does she not realize how many people uh, are at stake? This mm. shutdown is no good for our um, working middle class. Uh-huh. So you're running against Beth Van Dyne. Okay. Yes, sir, I am. I'm running against Beth Van Dyne. In 2024, uh, our primary doesn't start until March. But between now and then, we do have another election. You know, there are 14 propositions on the ballot this November. Yes. Oh, thank you. Goodness, thank you for mentioning that. Everybody else thinks that we're just going to skip November and go no, right, on, not right on to next November. No, and and I want folks to understand, too, that Mesquite also has their municipal election in November. I so see. they're electing a mayor and some city council seats. I see. Well, Francine, uh, what do you recommend on the uh, on the election in November? Uh, the Prop 9 is the only one I know about. That's the one the teachers want, and I'm working on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three uh, is a no. Number two is a yes. Uh, are you? Are you? Know, are, you uh, are you voting yes on number three? No, no, I'm voting no on number three. Because I saw something a, a, a letter to the editor, and it said we should vote yes on Proposition Three because rich people deserve more money. I did. I oh, saw that. I read it, that. It was too. in the morning news. It was. I read that and I went, what? <laughs> so I thought maybe I would vote against that one. <laughs> uh, that, that, that gave me a reason to vote no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reason alone could give us all a reason to vote no. That's right. That's right. Okay, so no on three, yes on nine. What else you got? Uh, yes on two, um, child care. Uh, um, that, that one is important. You know, uh, my mom, growing up, when my dad was uh, sick, the only way we were able to uh, supplement our income, because both my sister and I worked, but we were just making minimum wage, and a way to help pay for the mortgage was turning our home into a child care facility mm-hmm. to help our neighbors uh, take look after their kids. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, and I think this is a great. Uh, bill to have but we never we you know we have to pay taxes like everybody else is but this if we're able to get some you know discount for health care provider let me interrupt you for a second is is there still somebody waiting waiting yes well well, let's take this last call thank you so much for calling we appreciate you because we can can squeeze it in this last minute all right hello you're on the air good morning gene and bonnie yes Mm -hmm. how you doing this is imani just fine good I'm so confused. I've been watching stuff, and I want to ask you, and just throw something out here. Now, I watched the president's speech down in uh, Michigan, or the, the, the Union, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm confused. Then he, then he let 600, uh, half a million people come over here undocumented that just, are these people going to be unionized? Uh, I don't know. Bonnie, take it. Take it away. Bonnie, you have an opinion on the immigration question? I guess you're speaking about the Venezuelans who have been granted uh, the uh, allowed to work. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. The people that are already here and got here before a certain date. So let's hope they do become union members. Let's hope they do. Well, are we going to try to unionize them? Yes, we are. We're organizing everybody, Imani, because here's the number one thing you need to take away from this conversation today. We are stronger together, okay? We are stronger together. That's the answer to the question. We are stronger together, okay? Well, they're going to be taking our jobs. Jesus, maybe, are you, do you have a job? My children, no, my children. Okay, then s- stop thinking, stop thinking about the most negative thing that you could possibly think of. Okay, thank you, Bonnie. Bye. Stronger together, period. You know, doesn't that make sense? Stronger together, everybody? Goodbye, Bonnie.